Hey, what up, Fight Fans? Welcome back to the Bay Area Combat Podcast. Hey, we got a special one today, man. We're at a remote location. Tom Base Davis was able to hook us up. We're right here at the Nugget. We got Pablo Gomez with us today. Pablo, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. Doing Hell yeah. pretty good, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming, dude. Pablo is an amateur MMA athlete out here uh, in Reno. He's a beast. He's three and one. He's looking for a fight. He might have one. Uh, uh, Pablo, tell us a little bit about where you train and, and kind of what got you started with martial arts. Um, well, where uh, I'm, I'm just, currently, I'm a little all over the place, but my main place is uh, combat sports and fitness over with uh, Kelly Nunson. Uh, I really enjoy going out there. I got a got a good group of guys that I feel like push me pretty hard every day. Um, they're tough. They're tough. So it's a, and the better they get, I feel like I'm getting a lot better just by being around them. Uh, getting into martial arts was uh, kind of a long journey. I was kind of a weenie growing up, but I remember watching my first boxing match. The one first one I sat down through was uh, the first Juan Manuel Marquez and Manny Pacquiao fight. Okay. And uh, I remember Manny Pacquiao knocked him down like three times in a row in the first round. Normally in boxing matches, like they stop that and they call the fight right there. But they, for whatever reason, they let it keep going. And Juan Manuel started coming back and they ended up going to a draw. But I just remember how intense and just how back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I, I remember I saw that and I was like, I want to do that one day. I don't know when, but I want to do that one day. And then I saw Never Back Down. And I for sure knew that's <laughs> what I wanted to do <laughs> after that. All the underground fighting and shit. That I, I thought that was the sickest thing ever. And um, I was always, I, I wrestled forever too. So I was always kind of used to wearing like tight things anyway. So, Hey, so was wrestling your first martial art endeavor? Or where, where did you get started in martial arts? I, I, would, I would say wrestling. Wrestling. That or like just whatever backyard stupid stuff I was doing with like my older brothers and my cousins and shit. Um, but yeah, I, I started off playing football and then I did wrestling. Um late in elementary and uh my first year i went undefeated so i just kind of had it i feel like it just it came to me so easily okay yeah very easily and i just kept working towards it and i always kind of like i always kind of played like i hated it because everyone else like did it but i never realized how much i enjoyed it till i got to college and i was like damn this is like we really get to do shit like this every day for fun oh yeah dude so you're three and one you got a pretty good record do you have a fight coming up i don't I'm kind of uh, up in there in limbo, uh, but I, um, I'm i training every day. Just got a nutritionist. Uh, I practice twice a day, just kind of getting ready and staying ready for for anything. Because uh, now that I've, like, COVID's, like, kind of loosening up, I feel like we might be, uh, I don't want to get ready. I want to be ready, and I don't want to turn down any opportunities because I feel like opportunities are going to start to come fast. And the last thing I want to do is have an excuse for that. What are your goals in martial arts with fighting? What are you What are you trying to do with the sport, Pablo? Um, you know, I I I never have seen myself becoming a world champ. But that being said, I know that like a lot of people never see themselves kind of doing that at first. So I, I mean, I I train my ass off, man. I know that um, I can make a lot of money. I know I'm a very entertaining fighter, and I just hope to create. A lot more opportunities with this platform because unfortunately i'm not that good at a lot of other things <laughs> but this is coming to me pretty easy and it's it's pretty enjoyable you're doing great man you're uh, one of my training partners you know one of my uh one of my coaches paulo actually he cornered me for a state title fight right there at that five five nine um that shit was dope. Him and Alexis. Hell yeah, Alexis. Appreciate you too, dude. So uh, you've been strike. in the game. How many amateur fights do you plan on having before you try to make that transition to that pro debut? 
Uh, you know, I I told myself that if I had ten fights and I win at least half of them, we're gonna go for it. Gonna go chase a pro record, and so far I'm getting pretty close to that with the three and one record. So I'm hoping to get at least three three done by the end of the year. Three done, and then I I don't want any easy fights. Uh, I want I want to fight kids that like are themselves like like pursuing a pro career in this, and uh, I, I want to beat them pretty decisively. Hell yeah, you do, man. Hell yeah, you do. Yeah. Hey, uh, Cam and Brady, man, they've been pretty active. Your team has been pretty active. You guys have been going out of state a lot, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, we've been pretty lucky with the, those kind of opportunities coming our way. Your coach has those out of state connections to make that happen, huh? Yeah, he's a uh, Kelly. Kelly's a pretty pretty well known guy in the community. Um, he trained at an American Top Team out in Florida, and uh, he fought in Bellator himself and tried out for the Ultimate Fighter. And um, he ended, he's choked out top guys like Volkan Ozdemir, who fought Daniel no time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, so he choked him out pretty good. So uh, he's pretty lax right now and just enjoying his coaching position. And, um, I feel like I'm a pretty grateful guy to be under him right now and uh, having someone kind of take the reins on that part for me. Yeah, no, it is nice to have a coach like that, man. You're in a really good place, but you also have a lot of high-quality training partners, which I've noticed. You know, would you say that you have the best training partners here in Reno, or how would you? What would you say? You know, I uh, when when you when I feel like you hear about Reno, you don't really think uh, combat sports, um, but if you come to the area and check it out, you you kind of realize like right away that's not the case. Um, I met you here in Reno mm -hmm. for your brief time here and I feel like you helped elevate my game to an extent while we were working together. Um, we have a couple of good pro boxers out of here that I've been working with and I feel like they've been elevating my game. Um, one of the guys I started out with, uh, Zach Bunnell, shout out Zach. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like he put me in a position with training and working with me to where I'm pretty confident where I could walk into any fight or any gym and hold my own accordingly. Um, but, you know, I'm also really grateful that we in Reno, we're pretty close to California in the Bay Area. So um, we've Kelly's made some connection with us to go out to like MMA Gold, shout out MMA Gold. Um, but I've been fortunate to train with some high level guys out there like Anthony Hernandez and like Max Payne. Um, there's a, actually a really good pro out of here. His name's Sinjin Smith. He trains at the Combat Academy. Um, got to box a couple of rounds with that guy, and that kid's an animal too. And I'm pretty fortunate that he's uh, he's been working with me as well. Um, yeah, and the, just the monsters in the gym too that I, I'm, I'm at right now. Um, Joey, Joey Laricella, Cam, Cam's a beast. Um, Brady, Brady Rivera just won his last fight for Mountain Force. Starts the guy in the first round, and he's mm -hmm. uh, he's a collegiate wrestler too that could fucking he could hang with the best of them as well. Yeah, and so having those kind of partners, you know, beat me up in turn like helps me get ready and give it back to them. You know, so. Like I said, I was kind of a pussy. I didn't like, I remember I used to box with like my friends and stuff when we were in like elementary and my best friend, Richard, um, he punched me so hard in the fucking nose. <laughs> I, I was, I never wanted to get hit again. And um, every time I've ever been in a fight since until I started training like four years ago, I did, I took people to the ground. Like people would always talk shit to me in high school. And I barely ever got in fights in high school too, but I, cause everyone would always be like, I was a bigger kid. And everyone was like, oh, you just sit on me. And like, looking back now, I'm like, no, nah, I would have picked you up and mauled you like a fucking, like a bear, you little rat. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, sometime in college, there's this kid, um, Leroy Santos. Shout out Leroy. He's a he's also an amateur fighter. He's got a fight coming out in Oklahoma. Um, he's a Hawaiian kid from Maui. And I met him on the res- our freshman year on the wrestling team in college. And um, that summer when we were getting ready to leave, he got his uncle owns a promotion out in on Maui. And he asked me to help him get ready for a fight, and I didn't have any equipment or anything, so he just kind of gave it, gave me some of his, and I just took him down and started working like some pads here and there, and then we finished our college careers, and I moved back here, and then so I, I was going through like a breakup and everything, and I was like, you know what, I, I, I just want to chase my dreams. I'm tired of being in college. I don't want to do this anymore. And I've always, like I said, I always wanted to fight, and um, my jujitsu coach at the time, Sonny Bringas, uh, told me to go hit up Zach, and then that kind of just started everything all the way up till now. The rest kind of like history for that part of life. It honestly sounds like you have everything you need uh, uh, right there, especially with Kelly uh, reaching out and, and, and having those connections. I mean, Max Payne, Griffin, you know what I'm saying? Fluffy, uh, that's that's crazy. You know, you're in a good place. Do you feel like you're in the camp? You know, you're where you need to be to have a successful professional career? I really do. Yeah. I really do. I, uh, I have, I've asked, and I've asked a couple of my teammates too, like, um, like are we try are we are we trying to do this whole thing out of Reno like start making this place like a hot spot and everyone wants to um the only reason I want to leave Reno is cuz I'm I'm a pussy and I hate being cold <laughs> <laughs> I hate being cold so um if if and when I do leave this place it's because I just I'm done being cold but I I truly believe that if I buck up or if anyone does want to make it out of here there's the the, the talent all around in this area could people could make it out of here. You know, it was Reno Academy of Combat that was like the big name out here, you know, because they had that fight show that they're doing and, uh, you know, they stopped with that. But I feel like it kind of has shifted. Like, I feel like Zach Bunnell, you know, and, and the students that he has, Kelly and, and the athletes on your team, and then Brennan over at RCK. Like, Shout I out. think, yeah, what up, Brennan? I think that there's there's quality training right here. You can get everything you need right here in Reno. You, you really, know? Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And then and there's even some, like, uh, there's some guys in the jiu-jitsu game, too, that are all pretty high level and, like, in all, like, all corners of, like, the gyms out here. Um, there's some savages out at um, Autos. I, I had a real good time. Like, that's where I started my jiu-jitsu journey out, and I feel like those guys helped me out a lot. Um, Gracie's, there's some monsters out at Gracie's, so. How's your jiu-jitsu, man? I'm a white belt. Okay. I'm a white belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said. You know Matt Hughes is a white belt. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these wrestlers don't. They don't get a belt in jujitsu, but they'll they'll fuck you up. Yeah, you know I'm not. I I understand that I still got some ways to learn, but you know I'll, I'll roll with anybody. I'll mm-hmm. roll with anybody. Do you yeah. got a fight coming up? You got some on the books? What do you? What's the next? What's the next step for you, man? Um, you know I'm like I said I'm I'm, I'm staying. I'm working to being in shape to say yes to anything. Um, but hopefully you know if everything goes according to plan, I'm either fighting in April or um beginning of May. So. You got sponsors. Uh, yeah, I got one. I got one guy that's been helping me out a lot. Shout out to Adam Rutherford at Spanish Springs Construction. He's kind of just been paying for all the gym memberships that I go to over the last couple of years, and he to hooks me up with everything that I ever really need if I need anything. So shout out to Adam and okay. his son Ryan. His son Ryan's a beast of a wrestler too. Oh yeah, Adam and Ryan. Oh hell yeah, dude. Yeah. What up, guys? No yeah. fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, he's sick. Oh dope. Yeah, oh, Ryan's like, Ryan's big now. The kid's like 5'10", 185 pounds. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. dude. Yeah. That's a scary kid right there. Yeah, yeah. And beast of a football player. Shout out Bishop Minogue High School. How how old is he now? He right. just turned 16. Just Dang. got his license. Just Dope. got his license. Hey, so Pablo, let me ask you, man. What are your 
what are your thoughts on PKBs? Um, you know, I did like my first two fights before I did a PKB. And uh, the only reason I did a PKB was just because my coach convinced me into doing it. Everyone, we had a bunch of new people at the gym and um, they ended up convincing like me to go with everyone and drive them up there. And I was like, fuck it, I guess I'm already here. But for, for people that are very inexperienced and have like the jitters and everything, which I feel like at all levels, you do get jitters. There's just, you control them to a certain extent. Um, I think they're good for beginners and stuff. Um, especially just to get it out there without, you don't have to worry too much about getting hurt or anything other than like maybe your pride or like your ego. But I, I remember in the three matches that I had at my PKB, I felt like every time I hit the guy, they stopped me and told me to chill out. But every time like those guys were throwing back at me, they were, they were missing. But I, I feel like I heard like the wind zip, but like zip right by me, and I'm like, oh, I was like, damn, you're you're, I'm like barely touching this kid right now, and you're you're telling me to relax, and he's like missing these big ass bombs, and you're you're not saying anything to him. Um, but yeah, if if you're uh, if you're if you're up and coming, or if you've been out of commission for a long time, I I think they're good for people. I just feel like there should be a little bit more clear and t- maybe like tell them try not to knock each other out but you know expect it you're gonna get hit you know no one's no one's Floyd Mayweather you're like you're not you're not slipping everything out here so yeah I think you should go into the I think the judging and the competition mindset should be they're gonna get hit you know if they get dropped maybe stop it and call it there but yeah. would you say you've had harder sparring than the PKB matches that you were in absolutely yeah absolutely I'm um, coming from the gym that I started off at, at R- RCK, um, I feel like I joined that gym with, I was very green in a room full of people that weren't very green. Mm. And um, it was a, kind of like a sink or swim kind of thing. You, I, I, I'm very thankful that the guys that were good, they, they gave me a couple pointers and the coaching on how to defend myself. But it took a lot of defending myself and a lot of like not like I got hit a lot before I realized how like how the importance of the defense um even in in, in the gyms I'm in out, uh, right now too um we obviously you're not trying to knock your your opponent out but the reason I'm at the gym that I'm at right now is because um the guys could take the hits and they can give the hits and um all this the, the boxing sparring the boxing sparring is probably some of the hardest sparring I have one it's a different sport I'm not a boxer by any means but shout out JJ Mariano and Jared Santos teaching me lessons that I feel like uh, I'm putting it on on my teammates right now. So sorry, guys. But, <laughs> but um, boxing sparring is intense. It's a, If you go into a boxing gym, I, I recommend that you bite down on your mouthpiece and you get ready to get hit pretty hard because it's a different mindset with those guys so what are the rules like what are the rules of sparring like tell me the what what are the rules of uh right there at the gym where you're at Kelly's gym what are the what are the rules um so if I go with like a newer guy, uh i tell them all the time you know to t- watch how hard you hit someone because if, if i gotta tell you twice to chill out the third time i'm not gonna tell you anything i'm gonna just hit you hard, just as hard as you're hitting me um don't pick on the people you know don't pick if you're if you're a more experienced guy obviously you don't you don't beat the you don't beat down a newer person like trying to get their feet wet a little bit you know you show them a little bit uh show them the ropes um, joint strikes, you know, don't be trying to kick, like, don't be doing anything goofy, like no spinning shit when you don't know how to throw a jab or a cross or a hook, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, don't want to see any spinning shit from you. Um, try not to like, you know, tee people's like knees. I feel like that's kind of like mm-hmm. not good. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Etiquette. Yeah. Etiquette. Yeah. 
Um, and just always, always be, always be very vocal where you're at. You know, if you feel like you're getting hit too hard, express that to your partner and then they'll let you know if you're hitting hard. So you guys can accommodate to each other. And, um, yeah, always have a good attitude and check your ego at the door. The biggest thing is egos. So homie, that was like the perfect list of sparring rules I've ever heard. You know, most people don't tell me that, but who, so who taught you the, where'd you learn the rules? Who taught you the rules? Like, where do you get the rules from? I, I think it's just kind of like an unsaid thing, you know, uh, you. So, but wait, but, so, cause it is an unsaid thing. No one ever says them, yeah. but they're, but they're there and they exist. You know, so how do you get them? I think about who I'm going with. Like, is this person, is this person trying to be a fighter? Uh, do you want to really be about the, about this action or about this life? Or is this person just doing this as a hobby, you know, or are you coming in to help out, help someone out with their sparring? You know, and like, where do you, where does your partner want to be with this? So get it, kind of get a good idea of who you're going with too. Cause like we do have hard sparring sessions. Um, and if you're, especially if you're getting ready for a fight and you're a month out, like I'm not going to try and knock you out, but I, I'm expecting you to hit me hard and I'm expecting to hit you hard too. No. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got beat up today by, uh, I had some hard sparring with, uh, Zach Bennell, March 13th, Rosarito, Mexico. Uh, Zach Bennell is going to be on that card. Shout out Zach. Hey man, so you uh you had a good you had a good amount of time training with Zach. Uh what do you when you watch him fight, what do you what's that do for you, man? Does it do anything for you? When I watch Zach fight, um, yeah, I'm actually like I'm always pretty hyped up to watch him fight, especially because like uh I brag a lot about my friends and my teammates to I I, I never tell people how good I am. I tell people how like raw my teammates are like mm -hmm. when I went to corner you that entire week, I was like telling people, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to California this week. And they're like, what are you going for? I was like, I was like, my fucking, my boy, Danny, Danny Bompton. <laughs> Danny Bompton about to go put some hands on a man, you know, or I used to talk about Alexis and how nasty he was or mm -hmm. Brady. I talk about how raw Brady was like, yeah. you know, Brady's like the only one that's been beating me up at the gym these last couple months. And that's, he's a bad dude right now. Or like Connor, my boy, Connor's a two-way two division champ. Shout out Arena Wars. Um, but I, I, I love bragging about people. And Zach, I tell people all the time, I'm like, this dude beat my ass for like the first like three years I've been training, you know? So, um, you know, I think uh, I think sometimes I think that like Zach feels like this whole town's against him for whatever reason. Um, but I think at the end of the day, people really do want to see him be good because they, they want someone to come out of this town and represent it in a positive light. And um, Zach, Zach's a lot smarter then I feel like some people want to give him the credit for, especially in what he's really good at, which is striking. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I watch that guy, I, I truly want that man to win in a dominating fashion because then I feel like it, not that I need validation, but I feel like it validates me on how, like how good I do with him sometimes. Or again, like I, because of the training I've had with him, I feel like I can walk into any gym and hold my own. I love watching Zach uh, fuck people up. Yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite things, um, just because he's fucking up high level guys, and it just it does. It gives me that validation that I, I you know, we're in a good place, yeah, and we're doing the right thing, yeah. you know, yeah. Especially because like the dude, like one thing I've, I've I've come to realize between like like fighters and then the, the people on social media that say they want to be like fighters, you know, that want to look, they want to look cool, is like I will, in like a wrestling background. It's like you way you you'll go with anybody anytime any place anywhere whatever weight class you know who doesn't matter who it is weigh in let's go get this done. Zach is one of those people like the dude takes fucking last minute fights and goes and bangs and like people think that he's gonna get beat up and he fucking he arguably wins some of those mm -hmm. fights like mm -hmm. and you look at his record and he doesn't have a lot of fights but the dude like 
he holds his fucking own with like people that like on paper he shouldn't be holding his own with like Antoine Pinto. That fight was like four years ago, but that dude had hundred plus fights and Zach had like a like a five fight record or something like that. Mm. And Zach fucking went all three rounds with the guy. Arguably won like two of them too. You know? Yeah. So and he had gotten burned. Yeah, and he, and, he got, and he was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, he was fucked up going hey, into wait, that fight. We're not supposed to talk about the burn. Hush, hush. You oh, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. nah, dude, love training with Zach, dude. Uh, 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 Kelly's a fucking amazing coach, dude. Like yeah. you, you've had it. You've you've been, you know, you've had a lot of good motherfuckers around you, bro. Yeah, and I I, I want to give them all the credit because I like I said I I don't talk about myself a lot, but there there are days when I leave the practice room at the end of the night and I get home, I shower up, and I'm like sitting there and um. I, I lay down and I think to myself, I'm like, damn, I really am a bad motherfucker on my best days. And <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't begin to that point if it wasn't for the people that have been elevating me to that point too. And the thing is too, you can't ever, can't ever think that you could, that you're done growing. You have to understand and check your ego at the door and always be ready to learn something new every day. Even from like the people that you'll never expect to learn lessons from. So you you are a bad man, Pablo. But I'll be honest, man. The body gives out on us someday, man. So you're not going to be able to fight forever. What what do you plan on doing? You know, with your future after fighting. You know, that's a good. That's a that's a very good question. Um, I think about this often, especially over the last year with all the COVID stuff going on. Um, this last year kind of put. I've never really had a uh, backup plan because I, I feel like all the pros that I've ever talked to, they told me that. You know, once you start thinking of a backup plan, you might as well get ready to hang it up. Because yeah. if this is if this isn't your only plan, then it's going to be tough to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually pretty pretty close to finishing my criminal justice degree. I just have to. I'm waiting for the universities and schools to let people um, go back on campus because I can't do online classes. I didn't do them for a reason when I was in college. But I, you know, I thought about represent being a trying to get into law school eventually. Um, C.P. Miocic, he's got a pretty good gig being a firefighter. A lot of people yeah. tell me I should be a cop, and I was like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> no, and no offense to anybody that is a cop. I, you know, I got my opinions, but you, you, you got to do what you got to do. Sometimes it's a job. Uh, but I, the, the firefighting thing does sound pretty cool. You know, maybe lace up and be Mister November one year. I mean, well, dude, firefighting would be dope. Do you feel like, do you feel like the police, do you feel like they need a little bit more training? Like how you're trained? Do you think that would make them a little bit more efficient? Uh, yeah, I think if you, if you know how the human body works and you spend copious amounts of hours, like learning how it works and what not to do with it and how to handle certain situations, especially if you're always in train, when you're training, you're in high stress situation all the time. Like, especially like jujitsu and everything, like someone's trying to choke you out potentially in front of your like wife and kids and everything too, you know? So you, you learn to keep your calm and cool and stay collective and f- your thought process isn't as scrambled as it look as it seems on the news and all these videos of like cops doing like some stupid shit. Um, but I also think it goes a lot farther into like, you. I, I feel like people, you shouldn't really say defund them. If anything, you should fund them in better ways. Like, yeah. like all I like, again, it's just my opinion. Um, I think all the like the military rise like part of like the police maybe we should put that away and focus on getting these guys the like the right mental health that they should be checking on and uh, let them smoke weed, let them smoke weed 
See, that would help. Yeah, like let, let, these guys are stressed out all the time, and you're gonna let them like go get a shift or let, let the guys smoke a joint. You know, maybe maybe if you can get a couple bloods and crib smoking with some cops down in LA, things might be a little bit cooler. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, shit. Uh, but yeah, and I do, and I've actually I do train with a I do train with a couple of cops here in town every now and then, and they're good people. You know, I, I'd like to believe that they do all the right choices that I feel like would be the right choices. So. And th those guys, I feel like hold it to um, hold it together pretty well. So shout out Trey Williams too, by the way. He's actually a pro out of out of Reno, and he works with RPD, and he's a he's a bad motherfucker too. Oh no way! Yeah, fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. Trey. Hey, you get nervous and shit before fights or not? Nah? Yeah, I get nervous. You know, and I think everyone does. You know, I I got nervous playing football. I got nervous. Uh, wrestling before big matches, before fights, because you, you know, especially if you're fighting at home, you're fighting in front of your friends and your family. And I, as much as I hate to say, there, there are going to be some people that don't want you to win, like the yeah. other guy, like the other guy's friends and family. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that once they close the door, or once once I start to once I start to get a little bit warmed up, I'm like, or like the fight starts going. And after that first punch happens, you know, I, the rest is all easy peasy. The pro, I think the process, the process of getting to the fight is a lot worse than the actual fight. Like. All the all the thoughts that run through your head in your training camp, and then like, it is. It, I'm not much of a people kind of person. Like, I don't try to go on social media a lot. Um, I deleted my Twitter, but this is a sport where it's a spectator sport. You have to promote yourself. You have yeah. to promote yourself, and it's kind of a bitch when nothing's happening. But yeah, sometimes you you got to get in your underwear and you got to go fight in front of a bunch of people. Which <laughs> I'm kind of bummed out because I feel like if I got to fight in an empty arenas, I would have done amazing. Oh, for sure you yeah. would have. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I show up. I show uh -huh. up on game day. <laughs> I show up on game day. Fuck yeah. All right, Pablo. So you are, you know, you're in the cannabis industry now and, and you're a fighter, you know, but I'm sure that you've experienced, you know, some of the benefits uh, uh, of cannabis and maybe some of, uh, of the, you know, negative side effects of, of cannabis as well, you know? So what's your opinion on should athletes be able to use uh, uh, cannabis and what, what are the benefits and then what are the downsides in your opinion? Um, yeah, 100%. I feel like athletes should be allowed if they if, like if you're of legal age, you know, or you do have um, some like medical issues that like require you to be able to use that as opposed to like different types of pharmaceutical um, medications. I think that yeah, you should be allowed if you're 21 years old, and you're playing football in college and the college says oh, you can go grab a drink at the frat house, but but we'll kick you off the team and take away your scholarship if you, we catch you smoking weed. I think that's kind of ridiculous, you know, especially like when there's like a good amount of studies that show that it's not just to, you know, get high, to get stoned, to be a little intoxicated. It helps out. Uh, me personally, I use a lot of like one-to-one, -one, which is CBD. Um, to THC, I use a lot of edibles to help me like relax and get some sleep at night. Um, it definitely takes away a lot. I get, I, I, I was a big, um, growing up Mexican and everything and growing up in machismo sports. Uh, I never really paid mental health any mind. I used to think that anxiety was kind of like just a bunch of weenies, like being too emotional. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm a little older and a lot more open-minded, um, I think that cannabis helps out with a lot, um, not only physical ailments like bumps and bruises which cbd has it's done wonders for my body um i get a lot of bumps and bruises i have arthritis in both my shoulders from all the years of resting my knees are torn up from the floor up and uh, despite that i told the dispensary when i interviewed for them that the reason i'm here is because i want to like experiment with cbd a little more but it's very expensive so if i can get an employee discount that'd be pretty tight 
And um, they every time I get like an incentive at work, they let me pick out like a cooling bomb or a tincture. And uh, I get to practice a little bit on myself, which uh, I don't think that my body, tw- I'm 27. I just turned 27. Oh, yeah, and I, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. At uh, 27 years old, I feel a lot better than I did at 22 years old when I was just wrestling and going to practice every day and getting beat up there because of all the supplements that I'm taking. And I'm not on any pharmaceutical medications. And that's important, you know, if you can, if you can use the cannabis to not have to use like narcotics, yeah. I think that's very important, you know, yeah. cause those are like, you know, you become dependent on those. Yeah. Obviously like there is no dependence on cannabis, which is nice. There's a, I guess some people get mentally yeah. dependent, but not, there's no physical, you're not going to withdraw. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but also too, I heard that like you get the munchies. So you're trying to cut weight. You yeah. can't be just, you can't. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, no. Um, so there's this thing um, that I learned while I was working in the, the wild mind industry. Um, there's these things called terpenes and they're cannabinoids that are in everything from like flowers to fruits and they give flowers and fruits and uh, like their taste and their smell, their properties and all that. And you find a lot of those in uh, marijuana. And so there's certain terpenes that are in certain strains of weed that do give you the munchies like humulene. Humulene is that uh, munchy kind of feel that you'll get in a lot of indicas because you're just relaxed and you just want to eat. Um, but you know, just like everything else, like eat food, alcohol, um, sweets, everything's good in moderation. There, there, are, there are people that can smoke weed and go maybe go to practice. There's a jujitsu tournament called the High Rollers. Oh, you yeah, know, you, know? <laughs> you know, which hey, kind cannabis sponsored me for that. I work for you guys now. Uh, um, you know, not too, not too bad at what I do. So set me up for the next one. I, I'll, t- I'll take home the blue belt division. I'll take home the purple belt division. I'm out of purple belt, but I'll take it home. Hey Brady did that, yeah. Yeah, he's about to. He's about to. Yeah. Oh, do okay. I, I think he's yeah. He's got there's a there's a jujitsu tournament coming up here in uh, Reno. They should smoke before that one too. They yeah, yeah like, I mean, yeah. If if not officially, then they should smoke in the car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, no, everything's good in moderation, man. If yeah, uh, if you if some if you needed to help you kind of focus a little bit more at practice, by all means. But you know, don't be so stoned at practice to where you're you're messing up someone's drilling and their their opportunities to get a little bit better too. So and well, that applies well to. That well said. to all sports, you know. Yeah, and 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 honestly, and for me, I, I it, you can smell like cannabis, and, and, um, but I prefer you didn't. You know, I'd yeah. rather you be high and don't smell like weed at all, yeah. just because yeah. not, it's not as socially acceptable as people might think it is. So, if you want to get high before practice, you know, that's all cool. You can do that, but uh, but don't smell like weed because I'll, I'll lay into you. I will. Yeah, you and know? I, I've learned from experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's that's where I drew my medium, and I was all right. He 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 beat me up today. Is my weed and shit. And I, it's a bad. It's hard. It's a, you know you know yeah. it's a bad. Look. Don't yeah. Don't get don't get people. There's 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 stoners out here that are getting the things done in the world. Don't don't give them a bad name because you want to be lazy. You know. No hell yeah. You said it hurt when you got hit in the nose, but let me ask you, man. Like, does it does it hurt like in the fights? Like, do do you still feel the pain when you get hit in the fight or no? No, not at all. No, I, I, out of all the fights, I've never really felt anything until like till till after we're done. Like I remember, I fought a kid that was like six five, and um, I threw like two kicks, and both the kicks I threw at him landed on his hip because mm-hmm. I'm only, I'm only like five ten, and uh, yeah, I kicked this kid pretty hard in the in the in the hip, and uh, I couldn't walk for like two months, like correctly. Yeah, yeah, but now I'm not. I could, I could hit anybody. With rock solid. Yeah, 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 rock yeah, solid. After it heals up, it feels a lot better. And you know, it's hard to balance, you know, work with uh, with training and getting all the training done that you need to get done. You know, uh, do you work, Pablo? And how do how do you find that balance with work and training? Um, I've been uh, 
pretty fortunate enough with the main job that I've had over the last um, five plus years. I work at Dutch Brothers Coffee. Um, shout out Dutch Bros. Uh, they are pretty adamant about people pursuing their dreams and passions before they want to like fully invest into the company if that's the route that they want to go. So um, shout out to all the managers I've had over the years for Dutch Bros because they 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 bless me with the schedule that they let me work. I, they let me work whatever hours I get if I want to work, and they let me get to all my practices. And then I you know I feel like any kind of fighter. Um, up and coming, you know, they always end up like getting into bartending gigs or bouncing gigs, which I've done the lot over the last like four years. And that, that one kind of gets a little, it's a fun, it's a fun lifestyle, but it's bad for your training habits. You know, right, you're, yeah. you're, you're always out late, you know, there's girls always wanting you to hang out after work and go get drinks and go to the club. And you probably end up smoking like a cigarette after you, you know, you get a little drunk and yeah. you're like, damn, cigarette sounds kind of cool. You know, <laughs> and, the girl, and the girl wants you to stay out to like, and Reno doesn't close. Yeah, Reno, nothing closes. Yeah. So it's really hard to like. There's no last call here. Seal the deal in Reno yeah. because when do you leave? Yeah. Hey, let's yeah. leave. Yeah. No, let's stay. Okay. Yeah. I, we're going to stay. So uh, I got really lucky that, um, well, I, I shouldn't say lucky. Opportunity came and now I work at a dispensary. And the dispensary, they're, they're treating me pretty well and they're pretty adamant about me chasing my dream right now before I decided I wanted to settle down. Um, with anything serious in that, in that aspect. So but shout out to Mint and shout out to Dutch Bros for letting me do what I love to do. Hell yeah, man. Hey, uh, so is your family, you know, supportive of this endeavor? I know it could be stressful for uh, for the family. How's your family feel about this MMA journey? Um, I remember when I told my dad I wanted to drop out of school, he was like, all right, well, what do you want to do? And I uh, I told him, told him I wanted to fight. And he kind of laughed a little bit. And I was like, no, I think I'm being pretty serious. And uh, he's like, well, that's what you want to do. It's your life, man. He's like, you don't have any kids. And uh, he told me he supports me, which my dad does. My dad put me in a very good situation for being able to support me. He just told me he never wants to, never to ask him to watch a fight. Same with my mom. My mom said she never wants to see it. And uh, I, I get it. Have they come to the, do they come to the fights or no? No, they watch me wrestle and they watch me play football. But yeah, they just, they, they, they don't get how like parents could watch their kids get hit. And I, I, I understand that. So as long as they give me the support. Hell yeah, my but, parents used to come, but they hated it. You know, it's they tough. hated it. It's tough. And like now and then, so now they don't come and shit. You know, because yeah. it's rough. And uh, how do you feel about that, man? Does it does it does that does that weigh on you at all that that your parents are concerned for you when you go in there, or do you just kind of have to put it on the back burner and go out there and perform? Oh, uh, you know, I, uh, I they they believe that my dad, especially my dad, um, he's never once thought that I couldn't be the best at anything I've ever done. And I think over the years, my dad's been like low key my biggest fan cause in that aspect, because I feel like I've always had bigger doubts of myself than he ever did. And uh, I uh, even from like a middle school perspective, my dad never once told me I couldn't be a champion. No way. He just said, it's all you. It's all you. It's yeah. all you. He's like, the only person stopping you is the you doing the things in your head that you probably shouldn't be doing, you know? So, yeah. Did uh, Did you guys ever butt heads growing up trying to, you know? turn into a, the fighter that you are today and shit uh no my dad's always been a pretty lax guy i, I mean i was kind of a shithead as a kid and, and like anybody else you know i used to take alcohol from the cabinets and stuff <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, but no for the most part me and my dad have always seen that eye. and same with my mom my mom's always been pretty cool she she they give me money for like practice or whatever sport i needed they would give me money they'd send me to camps um 
yeah, no, the food's always on the table. They made ends meet no matter how. They, they, they split up. So it was always kind of just like me watching over my sisters and little brothers at the time. And then uh, honestly, like my friends, my friends were a little bit closer to my age than my older brother was. So us always roughhousing and shit all the time. I feel like kind of started leading the way. Nah, man. Yeah, they prepared you for for who the man you are today, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who else who else would you thank for the man that you've become today? Who's who has helped you get here? On this journey, Pablo. You know, uh, other than like my training partners, because I feel like you know we're all we're all kind of struggling in some aspect of life. Um, you you see the struggle with these people that you're going through, so it kind of just like makes you want to do better for everyone around you. You know, everyone, everyone's everyone's kind of been supporting me ever since like ever since I started telling them what I wanted to do. Everyone's been a huge support. So I think like people just wanting to see you do good makes me want to do good. So I think that helped a lot that like that that's like one step of like my motivation to kind of be here. And then I, I, I uh, think about the kid I used to be. And I try to like not be like that little punk anymore. So it's like I try to elevate myself from that aspect and um, try to be as good as a person as I can. I, I just made like a little Instagram post the other day. Like just uh, like, I'm, I'm not a hater, you know, whatever you want to do with your life, do it, do it to the best of your abilities. Cause you're not, you're not going to get any hate from me. Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody, man, you know, do what you want to do. And uh, I can't think everyone enough for being like the support system that I do have. Cause my friends, my friends will, um, they shower me with all the unconditional love and support that I could ever ask for. My sisters, my, my 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 parents, my teammates. You know, I feel like I have a really good system around me, and I don't really think I have people around me that want to see me fall. So, and if I do, they'll be right there with me the whole time. No hell yeah, man. And dude, and we appreciate you, Pablo. You know, you're a buddy of mine, dude. And we appreciate you, yeah, man. No, we, I, you know what I'm saying? You you were one of the guys that kind of like was like, hey. Bro, we give to you because because you might not realize it, but but bro, you have a lot of positive energy that you give to people all the time, you know. And so that's why I mean, you're right that I think everyone around you does want to see you successful because that's the energy that you put off, and you you know, oftentimes you you get what you put off, you know. And so I'm stoked for you, man. I appreciate I'm that. Really okay. excited for you, dude. Hey, thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast. Thanks dude. for having me. Hopefully, hopefully in the next time I'm on here, we can talk about how I beat someone's ass. No, now. we will. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna follow up with you, dude. We'll get we'll get you pre, you know. You're out here in Reno, but we have Zoom capabilities. Thank you so much, Tom, man. This is Shout sick, out Tom. Dude. Shout out Tom. Tom Base Davis on the ones and twos, man. Put this together. Uh, Deborah Ferralito, thank you so much. Owner, Bay Area Combat, Suncoast Awning. Shout uh, out Deb. For all your shade needs. Deb. Deb, thank you so much. And uh, you're going to be on Bay Area Combat once we get it running. As long as you haven't gone pro yet. You know, but then even then. Oh, no, no. I'll be out here. Pro. First podcast, you guys got me all the time now. First podcast, you guys got me all the time. Dope, dope. Yeah, and ain't never going to gonna be too big. And we're going to try to go pro-am too, man. So uh, uh, even when you do go pro, like, well, hopefully we can promote you then too, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Hey, hell yeah, I appreciate Thank you so much, Pablo. Thanks bro. for having me, bro. Thank you, dog.